Do you ever wonder what it's like on the other side of the couch? Do you ever get curious about the conversations therapists have with one another? Or are you a therapist who loves to hear others talk about our work? If the answer is yes to any of these, you're in the right place. This is Therapy Talk, the place where therapists discuss therapy. I'm your host, Rachel Landman. Join me each episode where I invite my colleagues in the field to come discuss the work. Hi, Jennifer. Thank you so much for joining us today and talking a little bit about you and and your experience as a therapist. I really appreciate uh, your time today. Good morning. I'm really happy to be here. Thank you. Absolutely. So Jennifer, why don't we start by having you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, My name is Jennifer Badalek and I'm a mental health counselor. I have a master's degree in mental health counseling as well as addictions counseling. So I have a strong background in co-occurring disorders and I'm really passionate about that. Working with people with addiction and trauma, it's really important to me. Um, I have a lot of experience doing group work, but I also really enjoy just one-on-one getting to know people in a different setting. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. What drew you to the field of mental health? I think a lot of people will say, I always wanted to do something where I was helping other people, so, (laughs) which is true. Um, But then, you know, I got married and I had my kids and I did not go right back to graduate school. So Mm -hmm. I stayed, actually stayed home for 12 years. And that was an amazing opportunity that I'll never regret. And during that time, though, I had a brother-in-law who passed away right after he turned 23 from a heroin overdose. So I saw just how that really had a ripple effect throughout my family over, it's been 15 years now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just being in therapy myself, it just kind of just drew me back into the addiction side of it. And then from there, I was just kind of drawn to the whole world of behavioral health, really. I appreciate you sharing so vulnerably today about your experience in your past personal life. Um, oftentimes, I think the standard is that oh, therapists won't disclose anything about themselves, um, but I actually find that it's really humanizing and it allows the client to really connect to you on a much deeper level. Do you feel that that kind of comes through in your work with, with patients? I do. I mean, that's not something I always openly disclose, but just to give an honest answer about like who I am and where I'm coming from in this, I do think as far as understanding and empathizing and just having compassions for individuals and for families and, you know, even just communities sometimes as a whole, how it's affected. I think that really does come out in my work and in my passion. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So that kind of drew you back into the field. Uh, You started in addiction and then kind of went from there into more general uh, other concerns and life issues that people have. Yeah, I actually started back to work. I was doing intensive case management with um, a seriously mentally ill population, mostly a disenfranchised Medicaid homeless population. So I was doing a lot of case management in the field going to people's homes. They weren't always connected with services. So that was a big part of my job. And that was really, really challenging, really rewarding. And that was kind of like 
the first professional stepping stone once I came back to work and you just you get to see so many different people from so many different backgrounds and you know it's hard to just paint everything with a broad stroke of mental health and it's really eye-opening and humbling and yeah motivating. absolutely yeah what do you feel how do you feel like all of your experiences it impacted you as a therapist in, in a therapeutic room I feel like they've all kind of come together to just make me a stronger therapist. I know, you know, what's going on in the community. I have that background knowledge. Um, so one, it's just helpful in connecting clients with other resources and things like that. But I think it just has provided me with an overall stronger foundation um, and confidence and just compassion really at the end of the day, which I think is really what, you know, most people are looking for. Yeah, just absolutely. And is that what you feel is kind of your direction and theory that you use when you practice? Yeah, I mean, I think we all have different theories, but for me, it's always come back to just a patient-centered approach, like just unconditional positive regard. It isn't about us empathy, just really trying to meet them where they're at, which is something I think, you know, we've all heard at some point, but when it really clicks in your head of meeting them where they're at, I think that's just really important in developing the therapeutic relationship and building on that. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more about how that therapeutic relationship builds for you? What, what strategies that you use interventions that allow you to really connect with your clients and what you found your clients have reported to you that they feel really works for you? I think really listening to people. I think when you're starting off working with someone, jumping right in and trying to problem solve or you know do all these clinical interventions, it, it kind of just muddies it up sometimes. And I think just remembering that this is a process for them and for us and for us to work collaboratively that you do have to take the time to, to really listen and get to know them and really try to understand where they're coming from. I tend to think I'm a funny person. So I do use humor when it's appropriate. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, I've heard, you know, thank you just for listening to me. These are all the things that I just really needed someone to hear, or, you know, thank you for making me laugh today. And I think just being a real genuine person and not coming in like I'm your therapist and this is what we're going to work on today and yeah. just humanizes this whole overwhelming experience it's so hard to just for many people get to that point of even coming into therapy just I'm a real person like you let's let's work together yeah I, I love that I think that is so important uh, for a long time therapy was really stigmatized in that way that we're supposed to be this cold person just observing not having any interactions with our with our clients and that doesn't feel real or good or, or genuine in the way that, that you were even expressing it right now um do you feel that some clients or, or even other professionals may feel like well you know your job is to be um, a therapist not to just be genuine what do you do with that kind of controversy well, 
I think you can be both. And I think that that's my approach. And I think once that therapeutic alliance really starts to develop is when you can, you know, because you're not there to be their friend or to be their peer, but you're also not there to tell them what they need to do, right? So my belief is you bring both of that into the into the therapy room, but it has to be comfortable because if it's not comfortable and they don't trust you, you know, the treatment outcomes are probably not going to be positive. And I think everyone does have a different approach, but that's mine. Yeah, absolutely. How do you ensure that you keep whatever, like the things that you do in your own work to make sure that you kind of keep true to that philosophy for yourself? I just try to take care of myself um, and remember that this is this is what I do. I try to just stay true to myself and remember that it's a privilege to be on this journey with our clients. You know, their successes, we're not their successes and we're not their failures, so to speak. That's what someone had said to me once and it really resonated with me and just remembering and staying in touch, you know, what motivates me, why I came into this field. I think really talking with colleagues, um, just about stressors, bouncing ideas, just remaining true to myself and, and focused, present, mindful, all the things that I encourage my clients to do, I try to remember to do in my own daily life or else you get lost in it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, what would be your recommendation to clients as to when they ask, you know, what should I look out for in a therapist? What would be your recommendation to tell them? I think to trust their instinct and to trust their gut, who you're comfortable with. Um, Obviously clinical orientation and background are important, but I do think, you know, it's two personalities working very closely over sensitive issues and you really need to be comfortable and advocate for yourself if you are if you're not I think that's the most important thing and you know we're professionals we don't take that personally just kind of emphasizing that I'm here to help you no matter what even if I'm not the right person let's still Mm -hmm. figure this out together Mm -hmm. yeah and sometimes I feel the word comfort seems so tricky because it like what does that feel like to feel comfortable in a room with somebody what does that look like Mm -hmm. are you comfortable being vulnerable it's more than just are you comfortable you know having idle conversation and sharing a laugh are you do you trust this person do you feel that you can do the deep dive into these bigger issues are you confident and their ability to help you. I think being comfortable means allowing yourself to be vulnerable enough to take a risk. And that's a lot of what therapy is about. So so having really feeling like you can be yourself Mm -hmm. and take risks and not be afraid to say the things that pop into your mind to your therapist. Yeah, I think being comfortable all the things I think that we try to help our clients with having 
genuine, authentic relationships and interactions, I think that starts in the therapy room. And if you can do that there, then I think they can do that in their like, quote unquote, real lives outside of that. So I think that's really important. Yeah, absolutely. If uh, an intern were to ask you, but how do you do that? How do you make people feel safe and comfortable? What would be like your two pieces of advice that you would give them? Be yourself and listen, kind of going back to what I said before, you know, you need to listen to people. This is about their experience as much as it's about our skills and how we can help them. It's about the client experience. Be yourself. I think when you're not comfortable with yourself, like we're trying to help them be like, they can see that. Like be confident, be comfortable and listen. Remember that it's about them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And being comfortable with yourself, I assume that requires a lot of work that therapists have to do on their own to learn to be that. Yeah, I've worked with a lot of interns and suggested that everyone go into therapy. <laughs> you have to understand what it's like to sit on the other side of that room or chair or table, um, work through your own stuff, but also have a real authentic understanding of what it's like to come into a room and ask yourself and be asked to trust someone with your most intimate details of your life. Yeah. Having kind of, yeah, doing the same, sitting on the opposite chair, really knowing what it feels like seems to be a really important part to humanize the whole experience and to make it very genuine. Yeah, and it's not something you have to say, I've been where you're sitting at. It's just something that you kind of, you remember that feeling of what it's like. Yeah. And I think that will, that comes out through your work. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Was there anything else, Jennifer, today that you'd like to share about yourself and, and your work with clients? Um, I think that this post-COVID world is so challenging. Um, telehealth, in-person, but I think it's great that there are all these other opportunities and I'm just really excited to, to be a part of that um, and just continue my work and, and help people. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for speaking with me today. I really Welcome. appreciate your time. Thanks for having me.